Hi, I'm Ann Green, and I'm tuning in with Angela Vest to tell the story about my son, Reginald West, that's incarcerated at Florida State Prison. Okay, um, tell us a little bit about your son and how he ended up in prison in the first place. Well, at an early age, Reggie was, I wouldn't say a trouble child, but it was so many things out here that he wanted, so he took initiative to try to get it. He ended up getting in some trouble for as aggravated assault, battery, and other things in that nature, along with carrying concealed firearms and stuff like that. He's been incarcerated now since he was 14 years old, and he's 44 years old as of now. So did he ever get out and go back? And if he did, what, what, what was the reason that he kept getting out and going back? I know you say he had some gun charging and so forth like that. What was the reason that he kept going in and going back? Was it the wrong decisions in life? Exactly. Um, at one point, he, he has been home twice. The first time he came home, he probably was home a year and six months. Um, him and some of his friends, joyriding or whatever, whatever was to the nature, I'm not, not for sure exactly what took place, but he was still on probation. So at that point in time, he was um, re-arrested and took him back into their custody. About 10 to 11 years go by, maybe 12, and he come home again, I think in 2012. An incident took place with some female members in his family that he was engaged in to a degree. He admitted to things that he should not have admitted to and was taken back into custody on these same charges with new charges. On top of that with new charges. So was he out on parole uh, or on probation or was he out and he was free? He was out on pro probation or parole. I'm not, I think it was probation. I'm not for sure. I know he had 15 in and 15 out. Okay. That's a very long time. Yes. So start from the beginning. When did you find out that your son's civil rights uh, uh, rights was violated behind prison, behind the prison bars? Um, Like I said, right now he's incarcerated at Florida State Prison. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was on the 7th of October. He was transported to Columbia County Jail where he awaited to appear in court for some charges that he had accumulated since he's been inside of there. At this point in time, physically, mentally, and sexually, I got notes saying that they had arrested my son. As of right now, I have been to Florida State Prison on the 14th of ooh, on the 14th of this month. When I got to Florida State Prison, I was treated. I feel it like, man, this is so. It's okay because people need to hear your story because I, you know, I know a lot of stuff do go behind the prison walls. But I didn't realize how bad it really was until when I wrote that 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 comment under that man's session and guys and women started reaching out to me. People away from St. Quentin, they were just like, I got stories. I can tell you, you won't believe it. So I was like, okay, because at first I was battling with it. Okay, how do we tell the story the correct way for people won't be judgmental? Because you know how people are so because they're behind bars. So what? They No, people still don't deserve that because just like God yeah, loves you. And me, and he even learned, learned, loved him, he still gave us a second chance. Because this story, so when you went there, 
and you went there to see what was going on with your son, you was met outside with three big old bodyguards, guards. It was four bodyguards with the warrant. And what prison was that or jail was that? Florida State Prison. Okay. When I got there, I asked, I went to the door first and rang the bell. And when the receptionist came to the door, I told her that I needed to speak with the warrant. Mm-hmm. She told me that the warrant was out on compound and he was not available right now. I told her where I need to speak with someone because it's on behalf of my son. And I gave her his name, Reginald Dwayne West. I also gave her his DC number and told her that I had received information that he had been beaten. He had been mentally, physically, all of the above. And I need to speak to someone about my son. When this man came from back there, him and these four guys, they came like they was coming in. I had a nephew with me, Andrew Perry. He's sick right now, but he has records to this and everything. This man came from marching back there. He like, um, Miss West, I said, excuse me, sir, my name is not West. He said, um, I said, my last name is Green. He said, well, Miss Green, he said, do you have an appointment to see me? I said, no. And I looked at him kind of funny because I explained to them why I'm here. So why would you ask me about an appointment? He proceeded to tell me that he felt like I disrespected his house by coming out and not knowing he was there. So I started to explain to him that I'm here on behalf of my child. A child is crying out to everybody saying that they seriously trying to harm him, that he feel like his life is in danger. And so he proceeded to tell me that every man there is in a one-man cell, and I could tell you, you have to understand, I know that I could have forced, this is what's killing me, I should have forced the issue to see my child at this point in time, but the fear of my heart that they could go back there and kill him and just because I came here. That's that 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 really what kept me from pushing the issue. But still, right now today, I have reached out to a senator in St. Pete twice that I have not heard anything about. What is I, his name? What is the senator name? Um, I have it wrote down is Daryl. I have it wrote down on a piece of paper right now. I don't have it. That's fine. I I believe I know who you're talking about. Did you want to take a break or you want to keep going? Yes, yes, please. Okay, we're going to take a break. Okay, guys, so we're back now. Um, We had to take a little break. Um, So the people you have reached out to on part of your son's um, incarceration and the crime that the state prison have committed, who was those people and who did respond back and who's not responding back? I reached out to uh, uh, Daryl Russo. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that's supposed to be our state senator. I spoke with him directly on the 8th of November. After I went to for he had told me that he would notify me. He would have someone get on there right then. He would notify me. He guaranteed me that I would know what my son looked like or what the condition of my son was when Somebody big, he said, y'all, I done talked to so many people. So some of the stuff they said is stuck, the main stuff stuck in my head. But he guaranteed me this. And still right now today, I have not heard by from But him. he did send someone to go see Reggie, right? He started, uh, 
he started an investigation because also while I was at Florida State Prison, after the war and just degraded me by saying I disrespected his house, he went as far as to say, how would I feel if he show up to my house without an announcement? Mm -hmm. And I asked him, well, how would you feel? I wouldn't care if you was coming there to see about your child. Mm -hmm. Because I'm here to see, to make sure my child is still alive and that he's right here where y'all say he at. He said, well, ma'am, I could guarantee you that he is here. I said, so you telling me that you could guarantee me at this point, y'all, like I said, he had that made me feel so bad. So I didn't even force the issue to see my child. So I came back home. That was on the 14th of this month. I came back home on the 15th. I called back to Mr. Russo's office. I spoke with his, um, let me go back a little bit. While I was there, the warden made a statement to me that once I told him my legal name, he said, oh, so some paperwork hit my desk about a week ago about you, like, okay, it hit his desk, okay, it hit his desk. I brought up the issue that I spoke with the war and probably y'all about two, three months ago, I met the chapman. I cried out to this man. I told this man, almost read him everything I could out of this letter, telling him that I really need to know what is going on with my child. He came back to the phone like 20, 10, 15, 20 minutes later telling me that it is our own investigation going on. Everybody is aware of it. He asked me to call him back the next day. Well, I waited two days. And y'all, I intentionally waited a whole week to see if this supposed to be man of God will reach back out to me and say, well, Miss Green, your child is all right. I looked at his face. Nothing. Still right now to this day. Nobody. Who is the chaplain of you spoke Bailey. With? Chaplain Bailey at Florida State Prison. And okay. still right now today, he have not said a word. The warden made a little joke about it. He pointed at his hair and told me, I asked him, I said, well, I also reached out to your chaplain, but he, he said, hmm. And when I said his name, then all five of them looking at me, okay, like she, the little black girl might know what she talking about. I'm not saying it's racist, y'all, because this happens all over the world to everybody, kid. I have been watching this stuff. I did not know this stuff would hit at home. But this is bad. If y'all got kids inside that prison wall that y'all have not heard from, y'all need to reach out to them. Because you never know what the case is. Because I could hear my son calling out for me from my heart. And I know something going on. He had a court date for Monday. All of a sudden, his name is not on the court document no more. How? So what court is he was supposed to attend? Um, Columbia County Courthouse. Columbia County Courthouse. So they suspended his court date. Is it because? And right now, I don't even much know. We just found this out today because we said. So this Monday coming see, up, he has the court day? And, and they, you can see I got paperwork. Me and my sisters and his sisters, we are on this trying to figure out everything. So somebody always checking to see what's going on on the computer, what's going on. I actually went to Columbia County Sheriff's Office. And every police officer, every detective, everybody that was named in this letter, I filed charges against them on behalf of my son. Besides him and this Russo person, I have been treated like poor trash.
Like, I don't matter and I don't care what you're talking about. Who gonna listen to you? This stuff goes on inside this prison, y'all. I've been to prison myself. It does not go on in the women prison like it do in the male system. But y'all better believe it goes on in this prison. I could speak about my grandson and so many other people inside this wall that they are abused mentally, physically, and some of them sexually. I would not give out no names besides my son right now because I don't have the right to. But my grandson and so many other kids, white, black, purple, green, and earned, is suffering, y'all. If it's Mama that done turned her back on her child, oh, he grown my son 44 years old. And I promise you, I'm going to go to my grave fight for him. I promise you that. And I want to read. Let me see the names of the, the people that represent us. I'm not going to. So the Florida Center State Representative is Diane Hart, right? Yes. And her address is 1003 the Capitol, 402 South Monroe Street, Tallahassee, Florida, 32399. And her number is 850-717-5061, District Office, 3911 North Tampa Street. So this is her office in Tampa too? Yes. Tampa, Florida, 33603. And her number there is 813-224-1956. And I know Daryl Russo because we kind of like, I know him. Um, his, he's, uh, we he know he's a senior. I know people. 212. Um, but he's really good when it comes to prison. So maybe hey. something's going on because they have a lot of stuff. Not, I not, probably, not taken up for him because he's not responding back, but they have so much stuff that no, come across he, their day. He, it wasn't so much as he didn't respond back because if it wasn't for him, Florida State Prison would not be on the investigation for this. Right yeah, he's now. really I good. Thank him for that. Not bashing him anything. I thank him for that. And it took me to go there. And from there, listening to some of the things that he told me, what I need to do, what I need to and do. You took and you took And I did exactly what he told me. Every place I went to, he told me, this is what you need to do. The only thing didn't come through. No one gave me a phone call yet to say that he's all right. Okay, he's so this is going to change. He's hospital or dying somewhere. This is going to change after this interview. So, Kathy Castor... Is she still in office? Did people vote for her in there? I, I, I wrote every number. Baby, I promise you, I went through everything I could find in there. And I wrote everything. Because I know down. some of the local people that did run. So, But we're going to... Um, I have this information. And I'm going to put it's it on the end. P- from Pennsylvania. It's a jail in Columbia called Columbia Correction in Pennsylvania. That man reached out to me so hard, and he still sent me text messages right now to see if anything got done for us. See, you have people in your corner, yeah. I mean, and so, Angela, not only am I speaking as Angela, Angela is like a daughter to me, too, y'all. So, this stuff touched real close to home. Mm -hmm. She's not like a daughter to me. I helped raise her. So, this stuff... This stuff really, really touched home because this child has been doing time since he was 14 years old. Why now? He got into an incident at Columbia Correctional Institution with some officers. Yeah. He was shipped from now to him and the officer fall. He have outside charges on the officer, battery on the Leo, and something else. They took him from Columbia to Florida State Prison. 
from Florida. It did not happen in Florida State Prison, but they are just as bad as where they took them at because the transporter officer should not have still been there. His name should not be nowhere in this letter. All you were supposed to be do was transport him in, get him booked in, and you leave. He initiated most of what went on. What is his transport officer name? All, all I have in here is A Ross. A Ross. So they only give an initials abbreviation. They out. only give an initials and abbreviation. And to be honest, it looks like my son handwriting, but it don't. So, however this letter got out, whoever let this letter out, I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Because I know stuff like this don't come up out that prison. No, I know this for a fight. Stuff like this don't come up out this prison. There's too many details in here. There's too many names in here. Whoever you are, in the name of Jesus, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I truly do. So, moving on, he, he did send somebody in there, and he did say your son did look like it was he has been beaten. Yeah, he So, said, did Daryl Russo send somebody to investigate? I'm not for sure. So, he had to. They had to send somebody to look at it. Yeah. Because they was already like... I mean, as soon as I mentioned his name on God, you could tell, you could feel the tension change. They treated me like a poor dog for number one. The lady talked to me through the door crack. And what is the ward name there? Did we already ask I, 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 I have it wrote down somewhere. But that's all right. If someone will be calling, yeah. I, um... She told me to have. She told me that the warden was not available. Mm-hmm. But then she said she'll have just have a seat on the benches. The benches outside and someone to be out to talk to you. Him and them come marching down there. That man discussed every part of my business right down in front of their day. Never asking me to come in. The first thing you do is you come out degrade me. What am I doing at your house? First of all, it's not your house. Second of all, I work. My child has feminist work. I She have older siblings, younger siblings that work. We pay your payroll. You all need to understand that y'all there to protect them, not to harm them. You all there to watch over them and keep them safe, not cause bodily or physically or mentally harm to nobody child. That's not your job. Yeah, I think people don't realize the seeds you plant, it comes back on you, whether it's good or bad. But sometimes it it, it will miss you sometimes and go to your children. So whether you do bad or good, and that goes for anybody, you got to watch out for those seeds. And so each one of you guys, including myself, we take an oath to swore in to protect. And you got to read that oath again because these days people just take a job as a job. But um, yeah. you, you're sworn in to protect and, and, and to be honest, despite of what's going on not around you, harm. not cause harm. Because at the end of the day, you may think you're getting away with this stuff, but believe me or not, those demons and devils be acting out. here like me that care. Yeah. I'm telling y'all, check on your kids. If you ain't heard from them in over a month or so, check on your kids. You have to. And for the ones that around here that's committing crimes and thinking you want to do this and do that, when you get behind those walls, it's it's, uh, it's a done deal. Especially it's if you're different. younger. If you're younger, they have predators that's also in prison. 
I hate to say that. Officers, all of it. I, it all goes on right there behind the walls, too, man. And, and Ain't nothing your homeboy, homegirl, right, anybody your mama, could do. Or your, your mama. Daddy, ain't nothing we could do. So if but you see trying if to I can do what I'm doing. So if you're trying to commit a crime right now or you're trying to do something, if you please. are watching this, please think it over. Please. That doesn't make you a coward if you say, I don't want to do this. Think about your life. Think about being locked up behind those bars like an animal. I've been there. I, I didn't want to go back. I, I didn't go to prison. I went to jail. But for me to sit in that small cell and say, hey, I was 15. This is how animals. Yeah, 15. I was on my way. This is how animals Look, I didn't want to live like an animal. So I want y'all to listen to her story so it can help somebody else out in life. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, yeah, people commit crime, but that's not our job to be the judge or anything. Because exactly. at the end of the day, God is the ultimate judge, whether you believe in God or not. Because listen to me, you're going to have to get account for what you don't do and what you did do in life. And that goes for anyone that's taken an oath, whether you're in office, whether you're a president, whether you're a senator, whether you're um, apostle, whatever you are. You took an oath, and if you don't abide by the oath, the law is coming back to bite you. So, what change are you trying? You're looking for to make moving forward. This about my son, but not about my son. But like I said, what everybody need to understand: everybody lives matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody lives matter. Black lives matter too. Mm -hmm. What? I would like to see is them go inside these prisons, these jails, how check these people background, go and see where these people came from, see what these people doing. Y'all got people watching us 24 hours a day. Why they not being watched? Why nobody not doing nothing about what's going on inside of them wall? And for you young men out there, women too, when y'all go inside that wall, y'all take y'all mama, y'all grandmama. If you got a great mama, y'all take all that with y'all. Mm -hmm. Y'all might think because you went through a hard time with your mama where you don't know what she went through. You don't know. At the same time of day, man, please keep y'all feet on solid ground. These people don't care about us. Not no white, not no black, not no purple. I don't care what it is. I have been fighting so hard. And it, like I said, two people. Only two people have reached out to try to help me do anything anything and he been doing time since he was 14 years old and he 44 years old this is the first time anything like this ever happened so that make me believe that it's a little racial stuff going on in there too from the things that they're saying to him but i ain't never feel like he would never ever be in danger because this was a 14 year old child that was taking care of almost his whole family Whichever way means he could get it, he was taking care of his whole family. No stealing, no breaking in nobody's house and all that, y'all. So, but at the same time of day, he did wrong. He paying his consequences. The judge sentenced him. It's not nobody's job to sentence him and now another child, man, woman, inside them walls no more. The punishment not necessary. They already being punished. Why punish them some more? Babysit them like you're supposed to. So what can you tell people that have family members that's behind bars? What um, what guidance can you give them? I know you gave them a little more guidance, but I want you to encourage them that may be facing the same incident um, issue that you have faced or maybe, you know, someone maybe um, died in the hands of the same situation. What would you tell them? Please don't stop. Don't give up. It's some people out here that will help you. It's some Caucasian, because I don't want to use all other type of words. There's some Africans in there. It's a lot of people out here that will help you. I thought about my 
And I ain't gonna even say God daughter, my daughter. And I said, I need to get this story out there because somebody else might be going through the same thing, y'all. If y'all don't follow her on Facebook, y'all can follow her on Facebook, Twitter, just about every social media out there. I can guarantee you, if it don't go no farther than here, she was one of the people that tried. Don't give up. It's a door going to open somewhere. They also told me that if they could kill my child in there. What can I do? They are right. It's nothing I could do. But one thing I want y'all to know, I'm not giving up. He could be dead and gone for 35 years, and I'm walking on a cane. Don't give up. I don't care what you and your child been through, you and your husband, brother, whoever you got behind them bars, y'all need to check on them. I took this for granted. It can't happen to my son. As long as he been doing time, nobody could have never told me he would get beaten like this. Right now, I don't know if he breathing. I don't know if he laying in a hospital bed with tools in him or what, y'all. So I'm telling you, as long as you got the opportunity to go get on that visitation list, go get on that visitation list. White, I'm talking to the white parents, the black parents, Spanish, Puerto Rican, Hawaiian, whatever you is. Check on your child. Go visit them because when we don't, and I'm one of those persons, when we don't, they feel like them kids not nothing. They feel like ain't nobody going to take up for them. Ain't nobody. I slip, but just know I love mine, and I'm not giving up. Even to my dying day, I'm not giving up. If anyone wants to write Reginald, do you want to give out his booking number? Um, I mean, now, is it a booking number? What's the number? number? Um, he is at Florida State, his D.C. number. Um, five two nine one three one Florida State Prison. If they want to send him any type of funding and anything, um, yeah, I mean encouragement. I don't know if he'll get it, but I know that will help. Um, the address is two three nine one six North West Eighty Third Avenue, Rayford, Florida. Three two zero two six, and say, um, give them his number if they want to send him any type of canteen money. Or anything. His DC number is five two nine one three one. And any encouraging words you guys can send to him, also. We thank Please. you, we thank you for sharing your story. If it's a pastor out there that could get into Florida State Prison and see what my child look like, anybody out there that could get inside a Florida State Prison to see what my child look like, I don't need a picture. I need an encouraging word that he is still alive, that he is still breathing. That's all I'm asking for right now is to know that my child is still breathing. And yes, and I'm going to continue to pray for you that God continue to impart peace into you. And whatever situation you may be facing right now, just know that God has your best interest at heart along with your children. And so next time when you step foot in front of any of them, do not have fear. If that God is telling you, let you see your son, you let them, you do that because you have that right to do so also. So continue to pray, seek God. And in the midst of all, you need to have peace and you need to take care of yourself because he, you can't be run down and tired and trying to fight a battle. The battle battle belongs to God, he said. He said, I endure on and he will go to war with you, but it's he who will fight your battle. So you need to step back and let God be God all by itself. Because sometimes we get in his way, I get in his way. And then you don't remember anything else. Remember um, Proverbs chapter 3, 5 was the verse 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And you need to know that and keep that in your heart. So guys, let's conclude this um, interview. If you guys know anyone else that wants to get their story across, Please contact me. You can reach us at virtuesradio at gmail.com. 
it's spelled V-U, not with an I because I had to change that name. Or you can follow me on um, Facebook. I'm on um, Virtuous Entertainment uh, or Embracing Love Mentoring. Or you can follow me on IG as Angie7102. All right, guys, you be blessed.